Hi, everybody. I'm Ralph Bamberghi. Welcome to Not That Kind of Rabbi. I don't know. I think this is number 72 or something. Uh, my friend Mike Boone, the Toronto Mike, he, he, he actually knows how many he's done, which is now actually a thousand. Uh, but I, uh, I don't keep track. I don't, you know, okay, before we start, let me just, my sister-in-law did a very nice thing over the years, which I didn't know she was doing. I love my sister-in-law, but she had been collecting articles about me over all these years. And I don't collect any articles about me and never have, right? I don't even watch something if I've done it. I don't listen to something. I just don't do that. So there I am uh, with this bag, this big bag of clippings. And I thought, oh, that's very nice. I'll put, maybe I'll put them in a scrapbook so my kids could, could see them, especially my younger ones who have no idea of three quarters of the things I've done. And I, I read like two of them. And one of them was somebody who thought I was the next Messiah. And the other one was somebody who thought I should never be in the business. I'm a horrible, egotistical little person. And I thought, I don't think I really need to read these. <laughs> I don't want to revisit my PTSD from show business. I think I'll just leave it as it is. So in that vein, you learn, I think, over the years in the business um, of being public to either attach yourself to what people say or think about you or to take your own counsel and but be honest with yourself, not just go defending yourself. Oh, that guy's an idiot. That was, you know, it was a great show. No, actually, I kind of sucked and he's right. And just relax. So that's the way some of it goes. In that vein, I don't know how many years ago, um, Ottawa, this guy gets up, goes on stage, never seen him before. And he he's good. He seems a bit nervous, but he's good. But he seems a bit nervous. He kind of reminded me when another friend of mine, Simon Rakoff, started. He was really nervous, like so nervous that you just please God get off the stage before you die. And then he went away and did some one-nighters and came back tough as nails and never returned. This guy sort of just kept evolving. And then he took that nervous energy and he made it the act. So that he would just look at you, usually with his hands near his mouth, and kind of just plead with you to understand what this life is about. <clears throat> and I loved it. And I just thought he found his voice. And he didn't think, no, no, I, my voice should be, hello, I'm Jeremy. How are you? <laughs> it was like, no, no, I, this is it. <laughs> what you see is what you get. I'm the guy. I'm the dude. <laughs> I'm talking about the man in the other right side of this picture, which is Jeremy Hotz. Yeah. Who, and I, I don't even remember how many years ago that was, but I don't know if I want to. We used to play. 30? 30, 30? At yeah. least. At 30. least. No, yeah. no, more. I'd say really? 35. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Beacon Arms Hotel. Oh, the Beacon Arms, man. Elvis <laughs> played there. Elvis sang <laughs> there. Right. It was so old that. That that hotel existed when stuff was in black and white still. That's broken really... arms. We used to call it the broken arms. Oh yeah. I that's my home club actually. Like yeah. if you really go, what's your club? That that would it would be the Beacon Arms Hotel for sure, man. Yeah. 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 And I, I, and you'd go you'd go to your room, go to your room, and then you'd go down the elevator to the basement to the club. Yeah. 
you do the gig and you go back to your room with just an elevator ride. But during like, the day, that club was like a legion or something. Remember? It was weird. Yeah, 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 it was really weird. Like some old men sat there and just looked at each other. I don't know what they were up to, man. I really don't. Remember? And then they yeah. had their pictures on the wall and it was yeah. photographs of them looking at people. <laughs> Remember Gord Painter, who was blind, it was, was blind. A, yeah, it was a comic. Yeah. So I'm he's at the so we're doing the gig that week. And I come downstairs. I'm going to the National Art Gallery. I want to go look at the art at the art gallery. Yeah, it's near there. Yeah. I know I, that I, from my mom because my mom always goes to those museums and she always says, Jeremy, I'm going to the museum. Do you want to go? And she's asked me like 80 times in her life. I've never said yes, <laughs> but she keeps asking. Like I'm gonna suddenly be struck. With that, like needing and uh, you know knowledge. <laughs> That's a mother's <laughs> mother's job is to do it until you say yes, right? It's true. So I'm walking into the lobby and I see him uh, sitting there. So I, I identify myself because clearly he can't see me. Oh. And I say, "Hey, Gord, uh, it's Ralph. How you doing?" He said, "Good. Where are you off to?" I said, "I'm going to the National Art Gallery." And he says, "Can I come?" Hilarious. And I go, uh, "Yeah, sure." So we go, and what I do is I stand beside him, and he says, what are we looking at right now? And I have to describe the painting. And it's a fabulous experience, because here I am trying to tell him all the elements of the painting, and he's asking me, what are the shadings like? What's the you know? Really? Yeah, is it, is it dark? Is it light? You know, and I'm telling him all this stuff. And then this woman is beside us, about three feet away. She looks over while I'm talking to, to him, and she goes, shh. Would you mind? And Gord just without missing a beat goes, hey lady, fuck off. I'm blind. That was Gord. That was Gord. That was Gord, right? That lady gets a blind guy to swear at her. That's Gord Painter. There it is. And she's all appalled, but she doesn't know Gord Painter swore every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're blind, you never swear, of course. Yeah, you go, yeah. fuck, I'm blind. That's what you say. <laughs> oh my god so reality. i haven't thought of him for years no he yeah he's a great guy he passed away and yeah from, from diabetes i think he had diabetes and that's why he was blind i think yeah he had type that's one. what i remember yeah he had know? bad bad type one yeah so nice yeah. guy really nice guy one of the nicest guys i mean we're at that we're at that point now where there's you know people from the fraternity uh, sorority of stand-up they pass. Right? They, oh, no, they're dying left, right and center, Ralph. It's not good. We're next. <laughs> oh, no, no. I remember when we were younger, they used to die like, you know, sporadically. Now it's daily. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Gary David. Oh, gee, he was a nice guy. Huh? He was a great he guy. He was a thousand when I started doing Yeah, exactly. Man was well, like a thousand. He was a guy who used to play the strip clubs because there was no club. You didn't there were no play clubs. Though. Did you right. ever have to do that? Because that's before no. me, man. I never did a strip. You know, the only thing I did was uh, 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 La Troupe Grotesque. Uh, Paul K. Willis and Michael Bunker who were very close friends. They had this regular gig at the Queensbury Arms Hotel in Toronto. We the had Queensbury a Queensbury Arms, and they had a wet T-shirt contest, and it actually oh, paid really? well. This gig, right? Like, was it really women from like just the crowd, or did they literally? No, like no, no this is the most amazing part. No ringers wow. required. It was so reality. I was just thinking, girls, what are you doing? Like, honestly, like you're going to put on a, a 
uh, undershirt and we're going to spray your breasts. Like, this is I really want to win. I really want to win that jello shot. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the gig because they had another gig. They had a gig at the Choo Choo Stop in Guelph, a fine gig. So <laughs> What was I, it called, Ralph? The Choo Choo Stop. The Choo Choo Stop. Yeah, very how about nice the, place. How about the train station, you <laughs> morons? <laughs> so I'm uh, there. I, I need somebody. like I, You need somebody who can do bits while you're down in the audience. You need two people for the gig. You're down in the audience finding women who will do this, right? And, they, and they're saying, yeah, so I had to bring a comic with me. And there was this young guy who come to the club and then disappeared for six months and then started coming to the club again. And he had a car and I didn't have a car. So we had to get to the Queensbury arms. The guy was Jim Carrey. No way. Yeah. So Jim had done, I think another paying gig or two at that point. What year was this? Oh my God. I mean, you're talking, (laughs) you're talking eighties. Late seventies, early eighties. Wow, you did, you, you did stand up a lot. If you, you well, we started. Seventies, yeah, I started it when it was Yuck Yucks one one buck a night Wednesday nights five nineteen Church Street. There was just this little group, and I came in at the tail end of that, and then oh, we moved saw, to Bay you saw it, Ralph. You saw yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I never saw that room. Oh, no. it was crazy, right? Because it was like a bowling alley. You just walked yeah, it was in the long, middle of it. That's what Schuster told me. It was a yeah. long place. And, and, and there was a boiler room in the back, and that was the green room. And all the guys were getting high in there and then walking down the thing. I never got high for those because I thought, I'll lose everything. My train is not my connection to the audience. I don't have one already. But I don't need it this bad. So anyway, I do this gig with, with Jim. And Jim used to do... Uh, great impressions and not so great impressions. And one of them was he did an Elvis impression as thalidomide Elvis. Oh, geez. Right. And he's doing this with his hands and and he's bombing. Like the, 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 the Queensbury arms does not get anything he's doing. And he's doing other ones. They all had thalidomide babies. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing this wrong crowd. Uh, And he's doing this and, and uh, he, driving home, he was really not in a good mood. He was not happy that this has not gone well. You remember this. This is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Some hilarious. of these things you don't forget, right? No. Like seeing you for the first time. I actually remember seeing you for the first time. I think That's amazing. Yeah. This you never guy going to come back? Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, is he going to do this again? And does he got something going on here? And then, you know, watching you go, yeah, yeah, he's got something going on. But I don't know if he really wants to do this or not. <laughs> Were you always clear that you were going to do this? Or did you think, oh, what the hell, I'll try it? The whole point of it is, Ralph, okay, the whole point of me, me is I, I try to do everything that uh, isn't going to work. And I combine <laughs> it all together, and then it does. That's how it's done. <laughs> That's what I do. I know. When you come from another thing that really hasn't been tried before, uh one of two things happen either people really love you other comics or they hate your guts and that's right, the way right. that worked for me like they kind of view me some comics view me as a prop act because oh. i i'm doing something that hasn't been done not as a not as a legitimate comic i'm not you know really? i'm doing other things and these other things that i'm doing you know what those are right. acting rounds. right right <laughs> how hard is that I know, but, you know, I came from acting and I was always the outsider. 
And the first thing I did was just characters. I only did characters, right? Oh, you did characters? Oh, just, yeah. I had a Jewish American princess, Shelly. I had a wig. Hi. So you went you went from one to the other? You did yep. that kind of act? You yep. were an impressionist then? You were doing characters? You were well, impressionists? Even well, though they, were, they weren't people that people knew, it's still impressions. Of well, yeah, yeah, it was sure. character acting. So I would, you know, I had the, the one where I was uh, uh, the gay guy and... Uh, the drag queen guy and the biker. And I would switch in the middle of a, of a sentence, you know, all of a sudden I sees the most gorgeous guy. Yeah. And I'm yeah, thinking I know, I get to it. myself, I get it. Yeah. right. And that's yeah. how that works. So pieces. But, did pieces. Right. And, and, but then I, I, the reason I got out of it was uh, hosting. You could do more often. Your act, you could only be asked back once in a while. Hosting, you mean you at, the back. at the time yeah. because there weren't enough clubs, Ralph? No, that's yeah. the only reason why that's that right. happened. Yeah. That's right. Not enough. You only had a few clubs you could actually play at because comedy wasn't even really a thing then. No. It, it wasn't a thing. Well, so. it wasn't when, when, when either of us started. It was still a calling. It was not a job. You Today, know, can I, somebody can, can say on, it's a job. But, you know, it's, it's different now. And beca- because of it, because they made it a job, um, it's not the same anymore. Comedy is now uh, the people that get ahead are the ones who are the best at marketing themselves, which mm-hmm. is Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians don't do that. We don't stand on a box and yell, look at me. An American will stand on a box and yell, look at me with a megaphone, for Christ's sake. That's the difference, Okay. That's Canadians are self-effacing. Yeah, we're yeah. incredibly passive-aggressive. Like you can cut us down, and it looks like we're okay with it. But five years later, you're screwed, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny that that group grotesque I was talking about when they were at the Choo Choo stop. Paul K. Willis, who passed away a long time ago, but he. I met Paul K. Willis. I da- I briefly dated his daughter, uh, not Paul K. Willis. <laughs> I think that was her name. <laughs> so Paul, Paul, and, and Michael are doing their act at, at the Choo Choo Stop, and he said, "I said, how was it?" He goes, "Ralph, I had the best heckle anyone could ever have in their life." And I said, "Why? What happened?" He goes, "We're middle of a bit, and this guy stands on, like you just said, stands on top of a table." And screams, look at me, and then falls off the table. And the oh, whole place brilliant. goes, that's right? brilliant. That, he said, you can't get heckled better than that. That's brilliant. And then he fell. He fell. Yeah, he just fell. He was so drunk, that. he just fell over. I love that, man. <laughs> the people don't know that some of, like, we didn't, me and Ralph didn't do strip clubs because we were too young, but some of the one-nighters yeah. were more dangerous than any strip club I've ever been into in my life. And there's yep. been so, uh, yeah, you could. I, I remember there was one place called Roly Scagnetti's, which was, I don't even remember where the hell it was. But the guy who ran the place had a big scar across his forehead and it ran down his nose into his cheek. And his nickname was Scar. That's the kind of place. That's the kind of place it was. And I remember I remember going on stage and, and they didn't have a microphone stand around. They had they had the microphone hanging down upside down from the ceiling like a boxing announcer. <laughs> and you had to do. And the girl before me had run off the stage in tears. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. And then I go out on stage and the guy goes, the guy just hold the there's silence and the guy holds up his hands and he goes, Hey, 
look and he's got two little hooks for hands and he can move them so all you hear is click click <laughs> click and i go that's really attractive must come in handy when you're eating lobster i've never seen two arms go down so fast in my life totally turned it around they loved me afterwards but then when i got home i took the longest shower to try and get that room off of me you know oh absolutely so what what kept you doing what then and now what what keeps you doing this what keeps you getting up um, well, in front of people? It's um, uh, I'm used to it. No, it's uh, what it really is is uh, um, and you asked me about the character. It 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 it. This okay. I have generalized anxiety disorder, which is a horrible ailment, and uh, it was it went undiagnosed. And all the other comics used to laugh at me because I would get physically ill before shows. I would like vomit and the whole thing like that. Yeah. And now, but but they didn't know. They just thought I was I was a little nervous. No, it was much more than that. So the the hand in front of the face. The character, the whole thing, when I am at my worst and when I, you know, I, I have it with agoraphobia, I can't go outside some days. That's what happens. That's what wow. it is. That's all it is. So you, you know? actually then decide to do something that flies completely in the face of that anxiety disorder. Well, how else could I perform, Ralph? How yes. else could I go out there? I could, I could fake but it. Why but even I perform? Mean, why would you what? even put your Why would you even put yourself in a performing? I situation? realized at an early age that uh, I would not be gainfully employed by uh, uh, you know any 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 other job because people just didn't like the look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> this, so I was kind of stuck. Okay, yeah, right. they say you're a natural. No, this is the only thing I can do. Okay, well, wow. it's <laughs> wow. so interesting though, right? Because. Sometimes, you know, I would be standing backstage and I think to myself, why am I doing this? Seriously, why, why am I putting myself in harm's way? I don't really understand. I mean, it'll probably go fine. To prove it to yourself, I think, isn't it? I guess. I, guess. I don't know. I don't know either. It's like they say it's like a, you're addicted to it. Um, I don't know if it's an addiction. I really don't think it's an addiction. No. I think it's just... I. I Okay, I don't know about you, but I got to the point and have been at that point where I am more comfortable on stage than off stage just talking to one person. Oh, I, I've always been like that. Yeah, so yeah. I can I can talk to large groups of people, but uh, and there's a yeah. wonderful thing called adrenaline that people aren't. Uh, I have generalized anxiety, crippling generalized anxiety disorder. And yet, as soon as I walk out on stage, that adrenaline kicks in and it completely goes away until I walk off stage and yeah. right back again, you know? So yeah. that's what I deal with. So when you come off, you're not going to the back of the room to fish for compliments. You're You've just, seen me. I come off and I kill and I go, that was shit. Every yeah, single I know. Time. So what I is so, Why do you do that? Because I you, miss it. I, I really believe in my head that, yeah, because of gen, that's generalized anxiety disorder. You can't, you can't give yourself a break. You, you just can't. Wow. You just can't. You're a piece of shit no matter what. Like you'll just keep moving the goalpost till you get yeah, back. Yeah, right. yeah. You missed again, asshole. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I can't get around. I can't, I guess, you know, I can't date women right now because I'm too busy calling myself a piece of shit. <laughs> they read that. <laughs> you know, this guy, this guy doesn't believe in himself, I don't think. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, yeah. there's, and there's no no meds that help? There's meds that do some stuff, you know, yeah. that, you know, that help a little bit. But like for my level of it, no, of course not. No, I mean, come on. You know, right. I, I, 
I believe, I believe in stuff. Look at, okay. It's like, this is, this is what it is. All right. Uh, uh, I was, okay. So I stopped calling my best friend one day because I thought if she's murdered, I'm going to be the prime suspect simply because of the phone records and the number of times that I call her. Right. And then wow. I immediately started calling her later in the day because I realized that if I suddenly stopped calling her and she was murdered on that day, they'll think that I already murdered her. So I knew she was dead. And that's why I didn't call. That's what generalized anxiety. Does wow. OK, <laughs> that's the level of my madness right there. Wow. And and when it's happening to you, do you go? I know this real, to me, real to me, Ralph, real to me, real to you, clean and it makes perfect sense. And even the dog agrees. OK, right. so there you go. Wow. wow. I said, I can't get married. Like uh, on stage, I go, I can't get married because I have this generalized anxiety disorder. And I know a lot of you married people are thinking, how do I get? (laughs) 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 Get me some of that. (laughs) (laughs) How do I catch that? And give me a bit of mesothelioma too. I don't know what it does, but there's a large cash payout. <laughs> I'm tired of those commercials. I'm sorry. I really am. Every hockey game. That's right. Do you have mesothelioma? I can't even pronounce it for Christ's sakes. <laughs> and then the generalized anxiety kicks in and goes, you better get yourself checked for that mesothelioma. <laughs> you know? Well, you just went and 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 you had to get a, a test because uh, you were going to go on a flight. Oh, they said you had COVID, right? That, okay, I went to do, okay. So my tour, which is on now called uh, uh, the Marquis de Sade tour, and it's sad <laughs> just without the E. With the e. So he's sad, get it? So there you go. <laughs> there I am. And so I'm doing the Marquis de Sade tour. And only one, because of the COVID, only one of the 25 theaters is going to go on time because it, it happened to be one of the smaller ones that was under the cap limit of 500. So right. we had like 470 or some crap like this. So they're all there and they're, and then I go, cause I'm flying home the next day from Edmonton, Alberta. And I go to shoppers drug mart. Oh, everybody trusts shoppers. Wow. <laughs> they're the friendly druggist. They're here to help. I go to the drugstore and I meet the friendly pharmacist who goes, yeah, this guy's doing it. And then he takes the test for COVID and I get a positive. And I go, well, give me another test, man. Because she goes, no, we don't do that. And I go, how come? And she goes, because we don't do that. It's our policy. And then I said, well, it's my policy then to go to another lab, a legitimate one, not like a drugstore where the guy working the cologne section does it. I'm going to go to a legitimate lab where there's a nurse and they do the proper test that costs $115. And then I'm going to bill you for it. And I want the money back for the 40 bucks. And she said, good luck. And I said, it's not 97% lady. It's 57. I heard that. So stop lying. And I walked out the door, got the other test. Uh, We're all thinking the show's going to be canceled. Now here's where my opener, Susan, she did all this. You don't understand. Like, cause I had generalized anxiety when it, when they, when they said positive, I went, well, that's it. And I just, you know what I started to do? Okay, Ralph, this is what I did while she was driving me to the other lab to get a negative test. I was arguing with God the entire time. I was having a fight with God. Why would you do this to me? At the very end, you're going to pull it off. You're going to leave a, a theater full of people all sad. That's all. That was the only thing that was in my head. A, a room full of people scowling at an empty stage. That's what kept popping into my head. <laughs> we get to the place. I get a. I get a. I get a negative. 
And on the way back to the, you know, the hotel, I looked up at the sky and I said, thank you, finally. <laughs> now, do you I actually op- said, finally. <laughs> do, you, do you often talk to God? No, I was so furious. I never, I never even bring him up. Maybe that's why this happened in the first place. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, a, you might want to look at that. Yeah, I, uh, I know. Well, now you know. you're calling me that's what he's thinking <laughs> well, that's for sure oh for sure. all of a sudden it's mr hello that's yeah, so funny that fun. you do god as a bigger jew than you <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting because when i do workshops with people i say let's get something clear god's not jewish you're jewish <laughs> that's your choice you're that's not funny. That's right funny. because they you're right moment. you're right he's not jewish because he just existed right and then everybody followed him you're right yeah. you're right god's not jewish god's not yeah. even a noun it's a verb the, the, no. the, the one we worship is santa god you know white th- white uh, throne white beard naughty and nice list that's santa well, god. well you never see the guy and therefore you can't prove he doesn't exist so there you <laughs> go it's a good call it's a very good thing he where is he he's everywhere well, I haven't seen him. Yeah, but you don't have to. See what they do? You see what they do, Ralph. <laughs> Were you ever, did you ever have to go to church or religion or shul or anything? I went to a church once and there was a kid. This is, uh, this is, uh, I went to a church once uh, and there was a kid, uh, a Catholic church, mm-hmm. and they gave their baby to the priest and he tried to drown the fucking thing. I watched. <laughs> I watched. He, there was a small bird bath, and he tried to drown it, and then they pulled it out in time. Said, well, that didn't work here. Take I it back. Yeah, I don't know. It what floats. It floats. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my god! All right. Speaking of God and death and everything else, let's uh, Bob Saget. Oh, he was a friend. That's sad. That's the saddest yeah, day. This yeah, t- a friend of mine. Tell yeah. me. Tell me about it. Oh, uh, Bobby had a. a, a a cousin who was mentally challenged. I don't know if you know this. And so he, uh, he did like a lot of funding, like a lot of uh, events and stuff. And I did a couple of those for that kid. And then it was for that, uh, whatever ailment he had. And the kid actually drew me a painting. He made a paint, like they Uh gave him my eight by 10 and he had, and it was good. It looked like, you know, I don't know how mentally challenged that kid was because he could, I can't do that. So maybe I'm mentally challenged. I mean, I can't, I can't paint, you know, that guy was great. So I did that and he was very happy. And every time I saw him, he, he always, you know, he had such a great sense of humor. He just walked around there just, you know. Everybody uh, talked about the fact. Cutting, that cutting down like mental illness. He was guy. really funny. He was, he really was funny. a truly lovely guy. Everybody he says. really was a nice man. And uh, it, uh, that uh, came out of nowhere. I mean, honestly speaking, like he, he's, he wasn't fat or he was in shape. I mean, but you never know when, you know, when you're yeah. going to die. Look at Kirk Douglas. That was way too long. Did you see him at the end? Jesus Christ. When you start to look like a lawn <laughs> ornament, you should have died. I'm saying, you know, come on. Well, you Bob, when, you're, when pieces are falling off you, die. die. That's what I'm saying. So, but Bob, it's kind of like not a bad way for a comic to go. You do a gig, you go back to the room, you die. How 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 worse could it be? Did, yeah. Who was it? Dick. Uh, what was his name? Dick. Uh, the guy from uh, uh, the producers. The guy that oh, I can't remember his name. He died on stage. Oh my god! I don't want to do that because then you're really talk about the Marquita sad. And but I'll tell you <laughs> at something. At that point, they're dead right in front of you. But when he first fell down, they laughed. They didn't right. know. Exactly. They didn't know. That's the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of cool. Actually, here's my you new laugh dying even. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. Try this one. You know, I, I remember Saget uh, uh, coming to um, 
Toronto to Yuck Yucks. And he would be on stage. And I learned a ton about hosting from Bob Saget. Because he would have these characters he'd have in the audience. Oh, I remember my right? friend Bob, who was gay the entire, the right. entire, I mean, it was a different time, right? It was the 70s. But I saw Bob Saget before I started doing stand-up. He was the, I saw him in Montreal. He mm-hmm. was the filthiest act I'd ever seen in my life. You know, it's interesting. I opened for him once in Montreal at the Yucks there. Yeah. And he, he, I don't remember him being dirty. I remember him oh, being yeah. clean. Because oh, no. he, he had... Uh, nonsense songs he didn't do parodies of songs we already know he did nonsense songs he had this one where he just kept going in a circle going it really doesn't matter and it doesn't really matter and it really doesn't really and he just go on till the audience is like oh my god is he ever going to stop doing this and then the tension would build and then they'd laugh but he had characters the young couple in the audience were barbie and ken yeah, he and, did that. Right. Yeah, and they yeah. had Ken with the snap on crotch. Yeah, he was really good, man. He'd have the guy right in front and he'd go, what's your name? Jeremy. I like you, Jeremy. A lot. And by the end of the night, he'd just look at Jeremy and the whole audience would go, a lot. Yeah. Right? That's and, and I thought, oh, this is how you do it. You make sure you've got anchors as a host so that every night you're going to be okay. You're going to you make this person your bed. Ralph? Ralph, yeah. you want to know something? Not just as a host. I do that as a, as as yeah. as me. I do that during the the seventy five minute shows that I put on. Absolutely, you do that. You do that. Your familiarity with the audience. Anybody who said that you can't take a two thousand seat theater and make it intimate is wrong. Right. Yes, right. You can. Oh yes, you can. And if you can't, you're not good enough. So here's the thing about a two thousand seat seat theater that I noticed. Uh, I, I did a just for laughs once in a big room. And, and, you know, in a club, they laugh, your time, right? Away. Is, right? Yep. This is like you say it, and then it builds like a oh. ripple across the audience. And the timing is totally different, right? I did Casino Rama. There's 5,000 of them there. You got to stand there and wait. Yeah. You do? It's like, okay, you almost yep. done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that changes your timing, right? It, it, you slow it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes yeah. your it makes your show longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you didn't have to do any work. So yeah, you but you know, thing. when we were young and you'd play a room with nobody in it, uh, you went through your act in, in minutes. It was over. There was, you know, there is no laughing, you know. I mean, even if they wanted to, they were so small because you need a certain anonymity to really start laughing. That's what Mark's brilliance was, Breslin's, was a totally pitch black room. So everyone was anonymous. So people could laugh whenever they felt like it without being looked at. When it came to the show, Breslin and, 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 and running a comedy club, I don't recall anyone doing it better than Breslin. One night, the fire alarm went off at the Uptown Club. There was a right. fire alarm and it was right on the stage at the back of the stage. You could see there was a big red fire alarm on the brick wall. And I picked up the stool and I smashed it until... <laughs> Until it stopped ringing. And then I went off stage and Breslin was there and I went, ah, sorry about the bell, man. And he looked at me and went, wait, what are you going to do? Just like that. What are you going to do? Well, Mark understood comics. He was a comic and he understood. Absolutely. He was a fearless comic. You know, he he taught us have guts. If you're going to go out there, don't waste everybody's time. Go for yeah, it. he'd he'd have to be fearless with that act. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy howled on his knees like a dog at a lady. I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember the premise, but I remember that. Yeah. yeah Stole their purse. How, how has your act evolved over the years? 
Um, it's become more what happens to me in the moment. Like I'll go, uh, you know, I have so much confidence that I've done this for so long that in a, in a, in a 70 minute show, about half of it I've made up, Wow. which wow. is the only way to keep a guy doing stand up for you asked me for all those years. That's the reason it's because I challenge myself every single time I do. And when that stops working, I will retire. Right. Not you know, when, not when, you know, Bell Media says it's time. Go to hell. You've done nothing for me my entire career. How do you think you can end it? You, I did this myself without you. You can't take it away. What's yeah. the, what do they think? But that's my the beautiful God. part of stand-up is that, it, it, you know, uh, when you come from acting, for instance, you go to auditions and people say, no, yes, no, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. But when you do stand-up, you're in charge. It's your act. You get to walk out there and do it. They can't right? touch me. And yeah. that's why I still do these thousand seat theater things, you know, and I, I you know, and they've, they've taken, they try to take me off TV and do it. It doesn't work. Cause right. no, I, I'm sorry. I'm Canada's Jeremy Hots. You lost this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you they know, don't get it right. Because they haven't really had comedy in the country. So when someone's lived this long and done it, this, they become legendary. You morons. You can't, <laughs> you can't text that, you know, sorry, we didn't go away. Rock and roll will never die. Well, <laughs> it died. Kind of. It died. Sorry about that. Remember all those songs of when it's never gone? It's gone. Yeah. Ralph, it's completely gone. They <laughs> lied to us. They're liars. Rock and roll is gone. How, when was the last time you turned on a radio and went, that song's really rocking? 19. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped. I, I certainly, at a certain point, listened to much different music than I do now. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, although some of the alternative stuff does sound a little rocky at times, if they apply. Yeah, but I, I'm into, you know, ambient music and Brian Eno and jazz and, you know. Stuff oh, you like the, you like that weird. Get yeah, I like the weird music. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like the weird stuff because it, it's a different vibration, you know. Listen, I still love a beautifully written song. Don't, you know. <clears throat> I don't care who wrote it. Like, I was, you know, exercising this morning and I put on... Uh, uh, Steely Dan, and I just oh, I love, like, that was a great band though, man. Oh Steely my Dan. god, like just yeah. the layer and the way they did yeah. stuff. There's layers. Oh, there's a woman in your background. Yeah, my friend Rachel. She's a singer. She's going to a session right now, actually. Excellent. Hi, Rachel. Have a good yeah. uh, session. All right. Take care of yourself. That's my buddy Ralph. He gave <laughs> you know what? He gave me my first. You know, you you did this. You gave me my first television spot on your show, oh, Ralph Ben Murgy right. show, the talk show. Yeah, that the Friday was, night show. That was the first uh, TV uh, spot as a comic I ever got, and I'll never forget this. You had a band on the show, mm -hmm. and when the band started playing at the beginning, right before the TV taping started, they yeah. started playing, and I got this charge for the first time. Like, oh, this is gonna be cool because it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was I a live it. show, like it was, it was live, live national, like, yeah. you know, they're not taking this back. That. I love that. That's that great. great. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. I mean, that was, whole was on, what was it show. on? It was on a CBC, right? CBC, yeah, it was on absolutely. CBC. Yeah, it would be on CTV because the last Jew that had his own show on that network was Alan Thicke and he wasn't Jewish. <laughs> Actually, Alan Hamill, who was yeah. before him, was Jewish. And what year was that? 19... <laughs> 10. I think it was 1910. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that you see these days, uh, you know, who who's out there on stage, who you think, wow, this this is really good. 
Uh, stand up wise? Yeah, stand up anything, any, uh, any anything that just makes you go. Well, that girl that just walked down the stairs and went, that's a hit happening in a minute. So right. trust me, that thing is, uh, you know, that the notes that she hits are uh, break glass for Christ's sake. So <laughs> imagine what they do to your eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody you see on stage, uh, who's that woman, Australian comic who. Oh, no, I like uh, I didn't like that. I know who you're talking about. Uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, but I like uh, uh, as far as female comics go, I've yeah. got a really good one working with me right now who opens called Susan Thompson and she's Canadian. Also, there's an American here called Erica Rhodes, who's really funny as well. Uh, I use her as well. She's really good. There are good comics out there that are that are coming up. There's just a bit of a lag right now. You know what hmm. I mean? And yeah. it's going to catch up. Don't worry. I don't even worry. about. Well, that. the pandemic certainly slowed things. Didn't down. help. You yeah. know, and no one's really going on and we're kind of getting back to it. However, when I went on uh, in Sherwood Park in Edmonton there, I uh, uh, I had so much new stuff because they haven't, you know, I, and I just went through. I was waiting to do that stuff. I really wanted to. And I don't think I've done in one show in my life ever that much written new stuff ever before in my life. Wow. Just because of the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where, where are you living right now? West Hollywood. West Hollywood. I, I lived here for like um, uh, uh, 20 years. I like West Hollywood. Nice neighborhood. Yeah, that's nice. It's, yeah. it's, it's the closest area in L.A. to Canada. Yeah, it's my true. Opinion. My friend yeah, Matt Craven lived there in a, a, yeah. for a long time. And it was just, oh, OK. I, I get but None of the I, Canada is gone. I watched the Leafs on Saturday night on the on the satellite. And I, I yeah. you know, and, and nothing's changed there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, talk to John Wing about that. Oh my God, that might yeah. made my lifetime. They haven't won, Ralph. That's I'm hey. an old man. Okay, Jeez. so I'm old enough that I actually uh, all four Stanley Cups in the '60s. I was, oh, you I saw those? Kid. That's so unfair to me. Like yeah, I yeah. got none of that. Hey, eh? I got I, no. Yeah, that's I remember '67. So I was 12 when '67. Oh, that's happened. old enough. Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was a little kid. It was like, oh, the Leafs win cups, and then expansion happened, and they never won again. Right? No, they never won again. They after you know because I I went the year expansion started. I remember we watched the pits kids bar mitzvah, and yeah. the, the dad took a bunch of us to the game. And that you know I was working class. There was no way I was getting to see a game. So I got into uh, uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. I was so excited, and it was the Pittsburgh Penguins, mm -hmm. and their captain was from uh, sort of a cast off from the Boston Bruins, Leo Leo Boyvin. He was I don't captain. even remember that guy. I never. Yeah, heard yeah. so Leo Boyd. Well, at that point, you know, these these people who were like mid-level players on, on the original six were now captains of teams. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Carol. Because the, the, the talent pool was so weakened. Oh, by yeah. The, yeah. By the Here, added teams. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, you get uh, the Vegas team and the Seattle team and Vegas was already winning the cup for God's sake. <laughs> it was like. It was like, wow, that, that, that because you have to give up good players now. Right? They so, did that one year and then Vegas got, they'll never do that again. Yeah. They, it's not way too big. That's just the NHL making another wrong decision. That's all so, that is. So you're in America. I really worry about America, right? Like, mm. I'm really worried about America. That yeah. The Roman Empire of today is crumbling and we're all going to pay. Mm -hmm. It's not you, good. Where, yeah. What is it? Like when you're in it, like Trump and everything, what, what, what do you think to yourself? What am I doing here? Or do you, you're kind of a lobster in boiling water? What is it? 
I watch Trump to see what I'm going to say about him on stage. But that's the only reason. Um, other than that, he makes my blood, you know, you know, curdle. I don't I don't uh, I'm not a, a fan of that, uh, of the bullying of a country at all in any shape or form. And I think that uh, whenever you hire an asshole, um, he's going to call you names. And that's what went on there, essentially. He's, yeah, but I mean, there's also you've got an entire party that's quite happy to forget democracy and move on at this point. The guy with the white hair, Pence. Yeah, that guy scares the shit out of me. There's something wrong with that man. I, I just if you were ever to make a horror film, that guy, <laughs> that's the guy you want to put him as the scary guy in the film. You make him like an evil man from Glad who breaks in and says, I'll take out the garbage and then he murders somebody. That's what <laughs> And that's the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the garbage. Yeah, terrifyingly reasonable. That's what he looks like, right? <laughs> I don't like that guy at all. Oh, no, I really, that guy was vice president for a minute. That guy. Hey, he, he was actually, he was the guy who actually did not go along with Trump exactly at the moment where he really could have gone the other way and the whole place would have blown up. Uh, well, you know, you think that, but America has, America hangs on. Like it has, it, it's very resilient. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you think? At the last second, they seem to make the right decision and then dig themselves out of trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what they do. It's like basketball. They win with the last shot and no time left on the yeah. clock. <laughs> the buzzer beater. So you're they're the buzzer beater yeah. nation. Is that what we're saying? Well, so far, I mean, you know, we're still here, but uh, I just I just I'm worried about Trump getting in again, because what if he goes after China and starts something? Uh, Jesus, yeah, of course China. he will. Of course China. he will. It's China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> China. <laughs> you got to stop China. Yeah, well, he's got to get rid of them, you know, or something. And or then something. So that's what he'll say. And then he'll come in and then start something. But meanwhile, um, you know, Joe Biden's nice. He's getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> are you do you see yourself as kind of american now in some way i mean you've been there a long time no i i there you can't take the canadian out of the boy right like i they yeah. don't think the same way as me i mean you know like i yeah, got shot yeah. at did you know that no what happened yeah i was driving to the comedy magic club in hermosa beach and i'll tell you where it was you know la sienega you know where it turns into that oil field yeah 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 the, the, the middle of tar the pits. yeah from there there was a guy shooting at me from um the, that the, there and just for the hell of it took out the back window of my car which cost 1100 because it ruined the mechanism that wow. makes the thing go up and down but he yeah he shot at me from uh from the thing and then i they found a little it was a tangled piece of metal in the back seat and it looked like you know when you're in like uh you're in like kindergarten and they give you those gold stars on your work, except a couple of the fingers were bent over. That's what wow, it was. Wow. And, and, and then I wouldn't I mean, have you, noticed it. He picked it up with a pair of tweezers and he went, yeah, that's a small caliber. Uh, uh, ammunition. What was your reaction when, when the, the shot hit the car? I thought a tire blew out, Ralph. Oh, right. I didn't know it was the window. I, I thought a tire, but the car didn't shake at all. Right. You know what I mean? And then and you then, realized it was the window. Yeah. And then I thought uh, somebody threw a rock at the car, but it, it was like it's on a freeway kind of area. So right. there was no way. And then it had a hole and a spider web thing. Right. And then uh, well, I got to the comedy club and I said, what does that look like? And he goes, that looks like a bullet hole, the doorman. And right. then we called the police and the guy went through the back and he went, yeah. And then I had to fill out a report. Never heard from them, Ralphie. Not a word. Never. And that was like five years ago. Never knew what happened. 
Yeah. I remember the policeman being mad, like offended that someone was in his area shooting at people. Right. He didn't like that. <laughs> you know, he took offense to it, you know? <laughs> this is my territory. Yeah, kind of. Like an old sheriff it? guy or something, you know? Did, so did, you get, did you get shot in the head by? No. Well, then forget it. It's my territory. <laughs> even if you had, I'd be even more pissed. But, you know, a funny thing about that is I never thought back to it and went, ooh, that was close. It, never. Really? It's almost like the way it is here. I, mean, I, don't, know. Wow. I don't know. I never really. Well, it's so random. Like, it's yeah. not like, you know, oh, there's Jeremy Hotz. I think I'll shoot at him. No, I would it's hope. Like... But that's not going to happen again, right? You know, so I, I, <laughs> I'm be like the that. ultimate heckle, I think, really. Yeah, yeah, you're dead, you moron. <laughs> but when somebody when somebody does that, I always think that, no, it's not going to happen again. Now that's out of the way. Right, right, right. I do. I do. I do. Yeah, no, no. When I uh, when I was diagnosed uh, eleven years ago or whatever with cancer, I thought, well, you know, you get this call eventually. I've gotten that out of the way. At least that's over with. Yeah. And then you know, thank God I was okay. But it was still, you know, sometimes you just think, oh, just let's get this part over with, shall we? Right. Yeah. Well, for some people, it isn't over with. You know, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're well, really lucky. Well, yeah. No, no. Believe me. You know what I mean? I mean, you have a family and everything. You know. So oh yeah. Like, I got yeah, four kids. Really I'm just churning yeah, along here. You know, you're almost crazy. a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not from around these parts, are you? <laughs> so you, you're never coming back to live here, eh? I may buy a place uh, right. just in case the shit gets bad here, uh, you know, so I got a place to run back to uh, and live, you know, right. uh, I've thought about that. Uh, but I think vacation property, I think I'd like to get like uh, a cottage or something because uh, I don't like to swim, but there's no reason why I can't look through a window out at a lake. <laughs> yeah, I don't like mosquitoes. So I don't like them either. Bugs oh, so, any sort. Yeah, yeah, just give me a. You know, a screened-in porch, and I'm, I'll be a happy guy. You know what I hate, guy. actually? The bug you've never seen before and go, what the fuck is that and why? <laughs> I hate those. Those moments where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, and then you realize that's what most sci-fi pictures are really. The aliens are all just our insects. They all they always make aliens like insects. You're right. They Absolutely. Always, yeah. Right? They don't make them like trout. Yeah. No, I've never seen the fish one. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That was fish? Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, as the, you know, and he flips his head back and then another head comes up and stuff. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. good. I'm he not a big good. sci-fi guy because they. Ch- I like the ones where they dressed people up in costumes and they were shit. Those made me laugh. I like <laughs> you know, my 12-year-old, you know what he's watching right now? A vintage uh, Batman TV series. Oh, you mean from the seventies? Yeah. The one that we watched with yeah. the Doobie Debbie, Doobie Debbie, Doobie. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. That uh, was purposely corny. That show. Oh yeah, Remember? it was total yeah. camp, total camp. And how does the kid react to purpose? You know, purposeful he, corniness. He loves it. I mean, he this is it. a kid who loves Star Wars, uh, you know, and uh, Marvel and DC stuff. So he, he gets all that. Like he loves Spider-Man, you know, all the iterations today. But there's something about this series that he just goes, this is hilarious. I love this. Right. I, I guess that's what kids do, because we had so much good stuff that they just come along and then they pick and choose what they like. And nobody liked rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> so are you actually gigging now with all of these restrictions? Yes. 
Yeah, I'm gigging. They just changed all my dates. If you go to jeremyhots.com, you can see the dates, the, the new dates. They're up already. Um, that's happening today, or they'll be up later today. And right. so that's all happening. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going out. I'm going out again. And they're still adding theaters that we haven't uh, filled in yet that are being replaced. And do but people think, have to be vaccinated or nobody oh, yeah, can be vaccinated? Yet. They got to be. Okay. Yeah. Or you can't get into the theater. That's pretty much the rule in Canada right now. If you're not vaccinated, you cannot come yeah. at this point in time. But by the time these shows happen, that may have changed. Look at uh, England just lifted the, the the England lifted that the other day. Yeah. Well, right, so it's over. This thing ends really quickly. Just do you so do you know. American spots? Do you, still, yeah. you do a yeah. lot of American gigs? Yeah, I do gigs around here. But, you know, uh, it's been compromised here, too. Right. Because right. Of, way less a lot of clubs closed. Yeah. You know? well, friend now mine, there's new ones opening. It was a friend of mine who was in Texas and he said that uh, nobody had a mask. Nobody gave a crap. They all just did whatever they were doing and partied. Yeah, I went to Atlanta, and when you go into the store, you don't even wear a mask. So I think they're still working on tuberculosis there. They're not even up to up to the COVID. <laughs> I mean, my God, they're just yeah. That's right. I mean, yeah. I wore one anyway. You just, I mean, just out of respect to other people. Well, are, yeah, and also to you know? protect yourself for God's sake. I mean, these yeah. people want to breathe. It's not my choice. Well, I've been inoculated three times, and Shoppers Drug Mart still fucked it up. So there you go. <laughs> Um, so if you, if you, if you had advice for somebody who wanted to commit themselves to a public life as a performer, besides Mm -hmm. don't do it, uh, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Do it because uh, what do you want to get a shit job somewhere working at a forklift somewhere and and just fucking do that every day. Come on. Like if do what you, if you want to do this, you must try. You only live the one time. So you may as well get up there and see if you can do it or not. After that, you know, then you got a decision to make, but try it. Absolutely. Try it. You know, it's like sex. What if you went through life and never tried it? Ah, that would be bad, but you would be disease free. <laughs> well, certain diseases. <laughs> well, that's that's the generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do you, when you read about a disease, do you immediately think, okay, I'm gonna. That's it. I, I have. This. Uh, I'm not allowed to go on the internet and research uh, any <laughs> medical thing at all. The the, the my psychiatrist yeah. is stop. I, I don't know. do it. No. Yeah, no, no, it would be horrible. <laughs> it's bad enough looking at an insect you've never seen before. No, they check. They check my. You know, they, they really check. But all they find is porn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Hotz, I have to tell you, it's been an absolute pleasure. I haven't uh, been able to hang out with you in decades. No, it's been a long time, Ralph. I'm really glad we did this. And, and it was the Toronto Mike guy that was like, yeah. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I got to do Ralph's because he gave me my first thing on TV. And oh, you did. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, well, I'm happy I did because, you know. Uh, I've seen clips. Of, uh, you know, that's as far, close as I've gotten. I'd love to come see a show sometime. Oh yeah, come when I come into the into the Toronto area one day. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You'll come. You'll hang. Because we'll I always loved your comedy. I always thought that yeah, even you... the tension you play with on stage is like to me. <laughs> no, really, it's like it, it was always like this understanding of there is going to be a tension here tonight, and I am going to decide how it moves through the evening. <laughs> I've always loved that about your act. It was always great. (laughs) All right. You take care of yourself. Okay. You too, champ. Thanks for everything. Hey, Ralph, take it easy, buddy. Anytime. This is not that kind of rabbi. I'm Ralph Benmergi. You can go to ralphbenmergi.ca. I've got a book that is out now and is out there, Amazon, wherever you want it. Uh, It's called, I thought he was dead. 
and it's a spiritual memoir. And if you're wondering where's the title from, if you spent most of your life in public and then you decide you're not in public anymore, about 10 years, 11, you go to a party and somebody goes, this is Ralph Ben Murgy. And they look at you and for a moment they think, I thought he was dead. <laughs> so that's where the title comes from. And a, a perfect a proof point, uh, Mort Saul, 91 years old, died recently. And Did he? We, yeah. And we used to watch Mort Saul. And as soon as I saw the obit, I went, I thought he was dead. And so I realized, okay, this title works. So it's a thing. So there's the book. There's not that kind of rabbi. I do another one called the Hopitzville on, on Canadian Jewish news. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I also do spiritual counseling, have lots of clients. And if you're interested in that stuff, you go to ralphamurgy.ca and tell me you're interested in that stuff. And we'll see if we can get together. Take care of each other. Be kind to each other. And if Jeremy Hotz is in town, go see Jeremy Hotz. You will have a great time. All right. Take care, my friend. Thanks, Ralphie. Bye. Bye.